welcome back for another episode of Clean Tech Talk, where we at Clean Technica interview clean tech leaders from around the world. With topics ranging from electric cars to climate change communication, you can listen to our full podcast series by visiting our website at cleantechnica.com. Scott Cooney here at Climate Week in New York City, sitting with Bruce Douglas, the CEO of the Global Renewables Alliance. Bruce, welcome to Clean Tech Talk. Thanks, Scott. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invite. So today we sat and had a, um, a session. You moderated a great panel today with several heads of uh, big organizations that work in the renewable space, Nature Conservancy, Orsted, Irena, and a handful of others. Maybe walk us through where you are with regard to the Global Renewables Alliance coordinating the efforts of many of these organizations and what you see uh, in your path towards tripling renewables over the next 10 years and doubling down on energy efficiency. Yeah, right, Scott. And the, the word you use there, coordination, is probably the key word. So, I mean, the GRA, although recently established you know, less than a year ago, uh, has been in the making for many years. So we've been collectively involved in many of these uh, adv- advocacy associations across wind, solar, and other technologies for, for many years. And we felt that the time was right to establish a single voice for all renewable industries internationally. And it's proven correct, you know, that all the stakeholders we speak to, be it policymakers, investors, NGOs, they want that holistic energy solution now. And the time is right to, to push that. So yeah, super launch today, really, uh, really pleased with the amount of support we've got. And the, the launch was not so much of GRA, it was uh, an open letter that we sent to world leaders calling for a target to be agreed uh, to triple the total global capacity of renewable energy to at least 11,000 gigawatts by 2030. And that's quite ambitious, but we managed to gather a lot of support, over 250 organizations, both from renewables industry, but also the buy side, so the corporate buyers of energy. Uh, Some of the big ones include Apple, Microsoft, uh, Amazon, uh, Google, Unilever, and so on. representing something like 12 trillion dollars of market value so there's there's a huge uh, corporate interest in it but also we had the ngos as you said you know a range of ngos and this we want to to push over the coming months uh, and get ultimately unambiguous text in the cop agreement at the end of the year so that's the that's the ambition and in the meantime you know discuss with stakeholders about how we can get it done so we've described the what and the why you know the 11,000 gigawatts now importantly is the how we get it done and that goes to your second point about, you know, the enablers, barriers, challenges and so on. So, you know, we're, we're pushing a big work program at GRA to actually get that built. Awesome. And you, you say unambiguous text. Tell me more about that. What, what, what has been some of the challenges that you've seen in the past with regard to slightly looser language? And what are you hoping to achieve this time around? Sure. With slightly looser language or, or no language. <laughs> you know, let's be honest. <laughs> We need language around uh, renewables specifically. Um, it is probably the most, one of, if not the most effective tools now for decarbonization. You know, the power sector represents 30% of emissions globally and, uh, and can be one of the fastest to decarbonize. But we need to take uh, you know, effective and urgent action to get it done. The, the language piece is critical because you know, it dictates a lot of the, the actions and implementation that follow it up. And it's great to see, uh, for example, the G20 agreement just recently in India, I mean, just literally a couple of weeks ago, which, it, which stated that, it stated tripling of renewables, but it also mentioned uh, other technologies, you know, low emission, clean, 
uh, within that same sentence. And you know, we need some clarity around what they mean by renewables, also what they mean by the target. You know, 11,000 gigawatts is we, what we feel is, is needed. That's backed up by, by science, you know, the 1.5 degree pathway, by um, credible reports and analysis done by IRENA in their World Energy Transition Outlook, showing that that's what we need, in addition to the doubling of energy efficiency rates. So, you know, that's the sort of language we need in there yeah, in order for us to get that signal, uh, political signal, that, that uh, we can get it done at a country level. Sure, and generating clear market signals to all the corporate buyers and everybody else in the free market to, to jump on board. Um, That's right. Yeah, I mean, it's investors. You know, I mean, investors yeah. need that, that clear signal to to, to follow that. Um, and as as Mad said in the in the in the meeting today, you know, we in the renewable industry, our fuel is is capital. You know, we don't burn gas, coal, or oil. We we burn you know capital, and we yeah. need access to low cost capital. And and that's you know the policymakers have uh, a huge role to play in making that possible through you know clear long term signals for. for feasibility of renewable projects. Terrific. Hello, cleantech enthusiasts. If you enjoy cleantech talk and cleantechnica, please consider pitching in a few dollars a month at cleantechnica.com slash support. That's cleantechnica.com slash support, where you can sign up in seconds with a credit card, pitch in a few dollars a month or whatever you like. Some people actually contribute $100 a month to help us cover climate change and clean tech and try to help the world one word at a time. Thank you. Well, uh, so how do you see coordinating through the GRA all these different stakeholders and literally getting things done once once we have some good language and, and a clear policy statements from a variety of entities, including governments? How does the GRA work to bring all these folks together, coordinate this, and actually get steel in the ground projects done? Sure, great question. And, and, and this is why we've we structured our work program around the enablers. So we've done five so far you know, in our work program that we're going to work on over the next 12 to 18 months. The first is on corporate demand, so facilitating the ability of corporates to purchase renewable energy. The second is on permitting and planning to get the renewable projects built, so accelerated permitting, digital permitting. Uh, the third is uh, on grids, so investment in grid infrastructure. The fourth on supply chains not just manufacturing capacity of, say, wind turbines or solar panels, but also the critical raw materials, the vessels, boats, ports that, that we need to get it done. And the final one, and quite important, is the just and equitable piece. So when we do scale renewables, it's done in a way that's fair and just for, for all communities. Um, some specifics on that. I mean, we've, we've actually, in the permitting piece, we are launching tomorrow a, um, a planning guidance document with the Green Hydrogen Organization, which details a nine-point plan specifically itemizing what can be done to accelerate permitting, whether it's one-stop shops, increased human resources, digital permitting. You know, so there's many ways to get this done. We've got examples, best practice, if you like, from different regions that we can roll out into other areas. Excellent. What about public education? Does that fall under GRA's umbrella in any way? If you mean the wider public, no, it doesn't. Right. Um, it's simply because of, the, I suppose, the challenge. I mean, we have to be focused. Our focus is on policymakers. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, we want to make as much noise about the benefits of renewables as possible. Yep. So we put a full-page advert in the New York Times today. We've got billboards on Times Square. We've put, you know, uh, messaging on all the bus stops around midtown Manhattan um, to get that message out to the wider public, but also, you know, the stakeholders are here in New York uh, this week. 
the role though that public play plays is absolutely critical. You imagine, you know, the policymakers, you know, they that's their, their 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 target audience. So, you know, we do need to get them on board. And, and permitting is a great example where when we, you know, we've learned some lessons and, and you know, we'll we'll be the first to admit we've also made some mistakes in developing projects in the past. We need to at as early stage as possible engage with communities, get their input and their feedback and make sure that they benefit from this energy transition as well as the companies. Sure, and that can be part of the outreach and education effort as well, of course, to uh, to help people alleviate that stress of lost jobs, economic damage, that sort of thing that has historically kind of plagued the transition to a, to a clean energy future in many places. So I'm curious to see, with regard to the, the policy outlook, and you see a lot of anti-climate politicians. How do you how do you work how do you how do you tackle this? How do you work around in in not just a lethargic, uncooperative group, but a but an active group that is actively anti-clean tech? Well the the group that's actively anti-clean tech is actually quite small and focused and has their own agenda. Um, the group that's sort of vaguely, you know, denying climate is, is you know, you know, a, a different group, I'd say. But, but your, your question is more about how we address that. And what we do is we build coalitions with high ambition countries, regions, policymakers. And so one example around this tripling is that currently we're gathering a lot of interest from countries and support from countries such as Kenya, Barbados, India, the European Union. Um, to talk about this and help introduce it into the, the COP negotiations. And I think that's the critical way. In fact, this week in New York, I've got multiple you know, government engagement meetings to talk to them. Um, the persuaded, you know, the, the high ambition ones, but also the ones who are not yet convinced. And I think you know, the story has to be about the benefits, the huge benefits that renewables can bring to their countries. We're talking about inward investments, manufact local manufacturing facilities, and of course the end benefit of, of electrification and clean, secure, and just power for, for the population. Awesome, well that's uh, all, the, all the questions I have for you today. Anything else you want to discuss with regard to GRA and your mission? And No, that's great, Scott. Thanks so much for the opportunity. We just call, people, uh, call on people who are listening to help support us. Visit our website, support the campaign, Still time to add the you know, logos to that 250 list and help us move forward to a, a cleaner future together. Best of luck, Bruce. Thank you. Thanks, Scott. Thank you for listening to Clean Tech Talk. Join us next time to get your electric fix. If you would like to sponsor our podcast, send us an email at accounts at cleantechnica.com. That's A-C-C-O-U-N-T-S at cleantechnica.com. Thanks.